Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company, and I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. To find out more, visit lifeinnaples.net. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. We'll visit with uh, Boo Mortensen. Find out what's new with Boo. The lighter side of the show. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be with us. And the author of Greetings from Paradise. My wife, Linda, will be joining us at the end of the show as well. It is January the 9th, 9th, January the 5th, and on this day in 1976, Khmer Rouge leader Pol Pot announced a new constitution changing the name of Cambodia to Kampuchea and legalizing its communist government during the next three years. His brutal regime sent the nation uh, back to the Middle Ages and was responsible for the deaths of an estimated one to two million Cambodians. I mean, he actually killed people because they didn't have good eyesight, for crying out loud. Pol Pot, who was born as Saluth Sar in 1925 to a relatively well-off Cambodian family, became involved in the communist movement as a young man studying in Paris. After he returned home to Cambodia, which gained its independence from France in 1954, he rose to the ranks of his homeland's small underground communist party, influenced by China's Mao, by the mid-1960s, Pol Pot, also known as Brother Number One, was heading up the Cambodia's communist movement and living in a remote part of the country with a band of supporters. Cambodia's ruler, Prince Sihanouk, was overthrown in a pro-American coup in 1970, which kind of raises the question, what the heck are we doing over there doing that for? And the Khmer Rouge, uh, which, initials, which with initial help from the Vietnamese communists, then waged a civil war against the new government of Lan Nol. At the time, the U.S. launched a bombing campaign and sent a soldiers to Cambodia to hunt down North Vietnamese communist troops operating there. In April 1975, following five years of fighting, Pol Pot's guerrillas seized power in the Cambodian capital of Phnom Penh. Exhausted by years of conflict, many of the city's two million residents initially welcomed the Khmer Rouge as liberators who would bring about a social revolution. Instead, Pol Pot's inept at attempt building a peasant-based agrarian utopia became a nightmarish reign of terror and genocide. Cambodians were forced into the countryside to work in communes. Anyone with education or wealth was killed, and schools, newspapers, and hospitals, culture, religion, and private property were abolished. Tens of thousands of Cambodians died of starvation, while countless others succumbed to disease and forced labor or murdered. In December 1978, following clashes over territory, Vietnam invaded Cambodia. Pol Pot fled to Thailand in an act of courage, huh? <laughs> and spent most of two decades hiding out in a jungle camp there in the northern Cambodia, protected by guerrillas and the Thai military. In 1997, following an uh, internal power struggle, Pol Pot was arrested by members of his own party on charges of treason. He died of natural causes on April the 15th, 1998, without ever having to face justice for his crimes. A good object lesson on what can happen and how quickly it happens when you have centralized power and you have uh, <laughs> another example of communist success, huh? Unbelievable. Well, the Florida Department of Health reported 127 new cases of COVID-19 and two additional deaths in Collier County, the seven-day moving average for new cases is 165. The state list of the new verified deaths is a 93-year-old man, an 87-year-old woman. My goodness, lives cut short by COVID-19. Can you believe it? I'm, listen, I don't want to make, be, make light of the losses of these families, but um, I'm quite certain there were other causes beside COVID. Monday, there were 88 COVID-19 patients in Collier County hospitals. Uh, they actually have a lot of beds to fill, so I'm sure like to, they'd like some new business. Not necessarily COVID-19, but the one thing that we were told is we want to watch uh, not overrun the healthcare system. Well, we're certainly not doing that here in Cuyahoga County. 
Not a lot of folks are anxious about getting vaccinated. I've talked to a couple who have already had the vaccine. And the governor, DeSantis, is trying to uh, speed things up and make it more convenient for those in Florida. He's also focusing, of course, on the elderly and the uh, people who need the vaccine first. He's directed the Florida Division of Emergency Management to work with Florida Department of Health to identify state-run COVID-19 testing sites that he can convert uh, vaccine sites. Uh, He's also deploying the vaccine in underserved communities, reinforcing vaccination efforts with additional staff. He's actually doing this, hired an additional 1,000 contract nurses to support the efforts, and he's also making it available seven days a week. Uh, he's and continue to prioritize uh, long-term care facilities. So Governor DeSantis again, really trying to help it out and uh, help uh, get people get vaccinated if they want it. I personally am going to wait, uh, but uh, that's just my point of view. Uh, as vaccines are distributed, the mainstream media is reporting that COVID-19 cases are on the rise. I guess we're fortunate that we're having a mild flu season. After all, reported cases are down 99.5% from last year. This is making me smile. Oh, wait. Flu and pneumonia results are being conflated with COVID-19 results, according to the CDC. That's right. The CDC said they're calling this influenza uh, pneumonia. They're calling it PIC, meaning uh, it's the new PIC rate, which is pneumonia, influenza, and COVID. So that's, those are the results that we're seeing now, new cases as well as deaths. What's really going on here? Is this some sort of a political movement or what's happening? Well, anyhow, people are getting vaccinated, and uh, I suppose that's a good thing, certainly for those that want it. In some places, they're making it available to young people, to black people first, all kinds of things. So really appreciate the leadership of Governor DeSantis. While their shares on Wall Street were sharply lower yesterday, the Dow down about 387. Uh, all three main indexes were low, and uh, the Dow uh, right now, uh, futures are down. They've been dropping all morning, so perhaps we're in for another day of down markets. And why is that? Well, of course, it's because we're concerned about what's going to happen. This is a big, big week. President Trump spoke in front of tens of thousands of Georgians last night in Dalton, Georgia. He held a victory rally for Senators uh, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler ahead of the January 5th runoff. That's tomorrow. Our there's no way we lost in georgia there's no way he said that was a rigged election but we're still fighting and you'll see what's going to happen we'll talk about it i just want to thank you uh to this and some crowd uh biden was also there i haven't seen anything (laughs) about the crowd that uh gathered for biden but i suspect it was about 14 or 15 people i'm not sure anyhow uh president trump I was in Georgia last night. It was a terrific rally. My wife stayed up to see it. I didn't get to see it uh, but because uh, I went to sleep. But apparently it was quite an event. So this is going to be, as I mentioned, a week to remember. We're at a strategic inflection point for the country, I believe. And I believe that's why the markets are really shaky right now. This country's faced some pretty tough challenges in this 245-year run. Yet it does feel like this is a crossroads moment and one that will be talked about for years and will decide which direction we'll go for the next couple of decades. First up, we have, of course, the Senate races today, where we have Kelly Loeffler and John Osiph and Senators Purdue, and uh, who's the other guy? Ralph, uh, Raphael Warnock, anti-capitalist. Anyhow, that's going to happen today, and we need uh, 51 senators, and I'm talking about we. We needed a majority for the Republicans in order to stave off the assault of uh, socialism uh, in the United States. As controlling the Senate is a key issue for the Republicans. Wednesday, of course, the focus of the nation, and quite frankly, the world, will shift to Washington, D.C., where the Congress will meet to confirm the Electoral College votes sent in by states. This is the most always a rubber stamp move, but the Constitution does not make it that. The previous Congresses met and have done that. Being there was no serious issues raised about the election results. Well, they, there were, uh, we'll talk about that if there's time, but there, there have been uh, objections to confirming the electoral votes as submitted. There's some serious concerns about some of the states and how the votes were tallied and certified, and it's been proven that there was definitely fraud. Fraud did happen, and laws have been broken, and uh, Ted Cruz has a great idea. He wants to 
have a 10-day commission to review the whole thing and come back with recommendations. I like his proposal, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> this is so typical, what's happening now. Anti, this is not funny, actually. Antifa scumbags swarmed and attacked Josh Hawley's home in Washington, D.C. Monday night. The senator was back in Missouri at the time, but Senator Hawley's wife, Erin, and her, their newborn baby were at home. And uh, this is a modern-day Democrat move here. Uh, the, fake, <clears throat> uh, the fake news will no doubt ignore what happened here. But Hollis uh, tweeted, you know, this is typical Democrat, but we're not going to be intimidated. Good for him. But that's, that's the kind of thing that people who stand up for uh, the assault on uh, the Democratic process that we're seeing from the Democrats, uh, they're faced with a lot of threat and intimidation. By the way, before I uh, move to the next segment, uh, I got an email from a listener. Here's an idea for the show. Play the full unedited voice recording of President Trump calling the Georgia Secretary of State last Saturday. Well, I don't think that'd be very entertaining or interesting, but uh, I did check in on Alan Dershowitz, the lifelong liberal and Harvard law professor, said the news media took President Trump's comments out of context during a call with the Georgia election officials, and there was no crime apparent on the tape recording that created the political firestorm over the weekend. In fact, he said he read over the entire transcript word for word, and he said, I've been teaching criminal law for over 50 years. And he added, I went through every word of the transcript, and there is no crime there, period. So uh, um, the media is trying to stir up this whole thing when just before the uh, January 6th meeting of the Senate and the House with the uh, Vice President Pence, provi Pence provi uh, provi <laughs> my tongue is getting slipped here, uh, presiding. But uh, they're so they're trying to create some sort of a stir here. But it's just there's nothing there. What is it? A nothing burger? I think that's what they say. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also, Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know. And stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. Lifeinnaples.net is the website. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding.
back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. The website is gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. She's the rules chairman for the next session in the Senate. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Pretty exciting to see our own Byron Donalds now off to U.S. Congress. I've been seeing all the pictures on Facebook and so forth of his, of his confirmation. Uh, any thoughts? I'm so proud of him. I mean, he's just such a, uh, a great young man who, who really cares and uh, works hard. And, um, you know, just to have, have somebody that's uh, of that caliber uh, in, ta- in uh, Washington is just terrific. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of good things from him. I am as well. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I served as his uh, campaign finance uh, chairman on his very, oh, fir- gee, I didn't know that. very first run for Congress. This goes back uh, probably 12 years or 10 years. I'm not exactly well, certain yeah. at this point, but uh, it was a, a failed attempt at the first time, but we learned a lot, and Byron has certainly taken, he's a quick learner. <laughs> He he did a great job on his campaign in the last run, and uh, needless to say, very successful. I'm proud of him because uh, he's he's a humble guy, but he's also committed to the and extremely knowledgeable about the Constitution, about the rule of law. His Uh his commitments to principle, I think, we're going to really serve him well. In I think, which is a uh, on the swamp up there, I think he'll be able to keep his head above water. Well, I hope so, and I don't. I don't see him becoming one of those uh, uh, talking head politicians that are constantly grabbing headlines, and it's all about them and not about their constituents. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I see him just, you know, thinking through things very carefully and steadily, and you know, he's going to be a good representative for us, I believe. Oh, I really believe that as well. In fact, uh, you know, he, uh, the Congress is, and as well as the state Senate, the state house, uh, but U.S. Congress and the Senate are to be deliberative bodies who are supposed to be making right. laws for us. And uh, you see so many people going off uh, and just posturing and preening as opposed to serving the people. And uh, I think Byron, Byron will keep his... Uh, keep us focused on what's best for the country. So I'm really pleased about yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. So uh, yeah. the big week for the country, I mean, we've got, uh, I don't know if you saw the rally last night, but that was kind of exciting. And then we've got this rally coming to Washington, D.C. Uh, tomorrow, I believe it is. And then uh, we have, of course, the Senate meeting, Senate and House, presided by the Vice President to uh, approve or to review the Electoral College votes. What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I, I have two minds there. Um, my first is, of course, um, if if, the, if there was so much election fraud, uh, it's it's unthinkable and reprehensible. And, and what do you do about it? The problem is that I haven't, and I've asked, you know, myself. I'm just a little peon in this process. Can I see what you have to show? what the fraud is, and so far, I have, as far as I know, we haven't seen it. Mm. So, you know, we, we hear very serious um, discussions about it, but I want to know exactly what it is. And then I, I did listen to the conference call that the president had with the Georgia um, elected officials, and, and, and these are Republicans, and I I was I was surprised. I, I you know tell me what the problem is, mm-hmm. not just say there's a problem. So I'm of two minds. If there's a serious election fraud, then we, uh, this is uh, a disaster. But I don't. How do we know? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I, well, I've relied a lot on what uh, Giuliani has been saying, and of course he's representing the president. So we're getting a lot of information right. in that regard. So uh, certainly, the, to me, I think there's a lot of proof that fraud ha- has been committed. And with regard to the, uh, I think it's Stefan Berger, I've forgotten his name now, but uh, he he is the uh, Secretary of State, and I don't know, it just seems to me like, uh, yeah, there's some sort of, there's some, they're so, def- they're follow the money is kind of what I'm thinking. I wonder if they're getting paid off by Dominion. I'm not making an accusation, but when I see people being that defensive about what is obviously fraudulent behavior, and uh, it just makes me wonder, what's the motive here? 
Yeah, I, I mean, those are the kind of things that, um, you know, do give me pause as well. But I haven't, but, you know, you have to trust the Supreme Court. Um. And they're, they're basically saying, we don't have it. So I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a very dark chapter in American history, and um, I don't know how it's going to end up, but it's very scary. I think the only thing that gives me a hope and comfort is that the, the you know the state of Florida, mm-hmm. which is where I serve, is uh, we we had a very good election, a very clean election, yes. a very fair election, yes. and a valid election, and. With a with actually uh, fair election parameters, mm-hmm. you know. For example, you everybody in the state of Florida can vote by mail, but you can't vote after the election by mail. Right, right. And you know, we 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 just did because I've been involved in this for the last ten years. The the um, parameters that we put in place in legislation are very common sense. They make sense. You can vote by mail, particularly since we have so many snowbirds, but you can't put it in the mail the day of the election. Mm. It has to be there by the election. Stuff like that. And the way to cure a defective absentee ballot was very well thought out. I was chair of ethics and election in the Senate when we passed that bill. So if the rest of the states can get behind what we are doing in Florida, then there will not be... Uh, fraudulent elections in other states. I just don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't know where this is going to end up, and I'm afraid it, it's like anarchy. It's I, terrible. I, I agree. Uh, well, first of all, I, I don't know if you've heard about Ted Cruz's proposal, but he wants to put a halt on this whole thing, have a 10-day uh, review of the evidence of fraud before making any kind of vote on the elect on the electors uh, for the electoral college. So I think that's a great idea because uh, either way, if in fact he's President Trump right. is, uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean we need the people need to be reassured that the vote is legitimate. The second thing I'd say is I'm right there with you with regard to elections in Florida. We've had problems in Florida. We've corrected them. And uh, you know what? If the ballot if the ballot comes in the following day, it's just not counted. That's just the way it is in that's Florida, right. and uh, that's right. the way it with should certain be. Certain exceptions, like military, but yeah. right. So uh, I'm I'm with you there. So uh, well, we just think good thoughts. The justice will be served, and we'll get through this. This truly is a constitutional crisis, like we haven't seen it since is. 1878 or 1876, whenever it was. So yeah, and, and people. I mean, there's bloodshed that could be, uh, uh, it's terrible. And um, anybody that sticks their head in the sand and, and isn't thinking about this is foolish because the people are really care. Yeah. On both sides, they really care. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, although, I must say, I don't. people have made accusations that the uh, uh, Trump followers are, are <laughs> could be violent or whatnot. I've never seen anything but a smile on a Trump follower. So... Uh, uh, I I just don't. Oh, well, I uh, yeah, I, I we're lucky down here, and then some followers are, are nice people. Exactly. <laughs> there are some, as, you know, we're we live in a little bubble down here, um, and it, you know, you say it all the time, the Paradise Coast, and it really is. And people in general are gracious, and we all have our philosophy, and we don't impose it on others. We may be um, we may be forceful about it, but we don't. Uh, you know, take to the streets and, and you know, shout, scream, and whatever. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I know next week you're going up to Tallahassee, and uh, you're going to start the whole process, have an important role as the Rules ch- uh, Committee Chairman, or Rules Chairman, I guess right, it is. Yeah, chair. Yeah, I pick the bills. <laughs> yeah, so in any event, I just wish you the very best. Right, thank you so much for coming thank on the you. show. Sure, thank you. Talk to you next week. All have right, thank you day. so much, Kathleen. I really appreciate her commentary. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. We're going to find out what's new with Boo right here on the Paradise Coast. Do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Lyndon and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Shore Playhouse is passionately committed to enriching our cultural landscape by producing professional theater to the highest artistic standards and providing unique educational opportunities to folks in a spirit of service, adventure, and excitement. Over the past 15 years, the Playhouse has expanded immensely, outgrowing its current facilities. With dreams of expanding even further in order to better serve the community, broaden the economic impact, and strengthen the cultural fabric of our region, it's time to build and move into a new home. A 44,000 square foot state-of-the-art theater and education center will be built on three acres at the corner of First Avenue South and Goodlett Frank Road, allowing Gulf Shore Playhouse to achieve those dreams. To find out more about Gulf Shore Playhouse, this state-of-the-art performing arts center, and about the season's exciting productions, visit golfshoreplayhouse.org. That's golfshoreplayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. One of the programs is to create policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. And that's just one of the initiatives you can find out more by visiting thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing wonderfully, surprisingly well. Why is that a surprise? Well, I don't know. It's the new year. A lot of things haven't changed, I guess, with the COVID. You know, it's still business as usual, but... um, you know, you have to stay optimistic and positive, and rather than talk about New Year's resolutions, which we can talk about if you want, <laughs> I'm going to ask you two questions. All right. What was the best advice you've ever received, like maybe from your parents or the best advice, and what's the best advice you've ever given? Well, that's an interesting question. Now, can I ask you first so I can think about it? Uh, yeah, I think that the best advice I ever got was, well, was from my parents, and they said, and it wasn't advice, it was, uh, uh, edict, you're going to college, no huh. questions, you're going to college, get good grades in high school, because college is the ultimate goal. So back then, that was great advice. Mm-hmm. The best advice I gave my kids, I don't. No, kind of get out of your comfort zone, take risks, uh, don't leave anything uh, on the plate. Yeah. That's kind of crazy advice, though. You know, kids go haywire with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, the best advice I ever got was uh, life is kind of ironic. So, uh, number one is treat others like you'd be, like to be treated, uh, but also uh, be true to yourself. So those are two kind of conflicting uh, points, aren't they? Because uh, sometimes being true to yourself requires that you're not necessarily kind or right to, uh, with other people. But anyhow, those are the, I think that's the best advice I've ever gotten. The one thing that I, I think about, it's not necessarily advice, is somebody said to me, it's got to be 50 years ago. Uh, if you want to be in the top 5%, show up. If you want to be in the top 20%, show up on time. And if you want to be, uh, actually, it's, it's, it's opposite. Uh, and the, at the top 5% uh, show up uh, on time and they're prepared. Five, top 10% just show up and, and then the, the rest, uh, 
they just uh, don't show up at all. So that's, you know, to me, that's part of it is just show up and be prepared on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess I always gave my kids advice. The other piece of advice that I've given has been interesting to have watched them follow this piece of advice and the really fascinating input that they've gotten back from it. I said, when somebody meets you, goes out of their way, buys you dinner, or does something for you, business or personal, write a thank you. Mm -hmm. People don't write thank you notes. And I said, believe me, you will stand out because hardly anybody receives a thank you note. So my kids in their, during their careers have done that. It has been fascinating in the doors that that simple act of kindness has done uh, and how it's helped them a lot. That's great advice. It really is. Uh, well, I would say the other piece of advice that I gave my kids, you know, happiness is a state of mind, not a state of affairs. And irrespective of where you find yourself and how life is treating you, you can decide to be happy. So uh, don't, yes. make, don't make outside influences. Don't make the conditions of your life. Don't make your circumstances determine your happiness. Just be happy. Don't be a victim. Yeah, don't be a victim. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, so now we've gone on to the advice, and I know that you always like to have goals for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was on the internet this morning, and do you know what Jerry Seinfeld's advice is? No. His goal? Practice transcendental meditation and do weightlifting. (laughs) He said no matter what problem you have, those two things will help you more than anything. That's fantastic. Transcendental meditation and weightlifting. Well, you know, one of the things I do, I, I always have a few minutes. I'm, I like to start the show on time. So I always uh, I have a few minutes where I'm just sitting here uh, with nothing on my mind. And so I use that time, and it's just trying to get into a re- relaxation state. Breathe heavily, you know, uh, breathe in and breathe out from the, from the gut. And uh, then uh, just uh, be grateful. Just uh, feel a sense of gratitude for... You know, we, we're on this planet. It's just amazing that uh, we're supported by everything that's going on, by loved ones, and have a lot to be grateful for. Sometimes we just overlook that. Sometimes we do, and I think, I think you're right. I, the moments of solitude, of quieting your brain, mm-hmm. of quieting your anxiety or whatever you have going on, I think it's beneficial. He meditates, well, in transcendental meditation, you're supposed to meditate 20 minutes twice a day. Uh-huh. And isn't that, That's a commitment of time. Is, is that with an empty mind, or is that kind of a, a fo- focus time? I've forgotten. Well, I think it's impossible to totally empty your mind unless you're like a yogi or a monk or something, But <laughs> you know, and they've been doing it for years. Yeah. But I think it's the effort of trying to quiet your mind. If you get fixated on a, a point or you're thinking about something specific, you let the thought go, and you, you, know, you try to go back to kind of a Zen feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, but then there's guided meditation. In fact, I'm going to take a six weeks online class on guided meditation. That's so interesting. You know, I'm so happy you brought this topic up because in these difficult times with all the things that people are concerned about what's happening this week, I think just uh, the whole notion of kind of turtling, taking some time for yourself and just be grateful. <laughs> Just think about all the blessings yeah. that we have down here. Uh, so again, uh, that helps get things in perspective, doesn't it? Because right now, it's, a lot of people have things way out of perspective. Well, they do, and there's a big article. I mean, Florida, again, is a map because of all the bars and everybody going out without masks, and the beaches are jammed, and uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating, especially over in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. They say that they're partying like it's 2019. Yeah. Um, we shall see what the net result of all of that is. Well, you know, I'm a little suspicious of all these numbers because, uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this, now this is not, I'm not making this up. The CDC, okay, uh, uh, basically has decided to conflate the uh, in- influenza, pneumonia, and COVID-19 numbers. So that uh, right now, did you know that the influence rate is 99.5% less than it was last year? 
Now, why is that? No. Yes. So, you know, they're, they're continually reporting. They're, I think, I don't know why they're trying to perpetuate this fear, this pandemic of fear, but that's what I see. So, hey, why doesn't everybody relax? <laughs> and uh, you should be safe. I'm not suggesting don't be safe, but uh, uh, just don't. This is no worse than the darn flu, quite frankly. Yeah. Are you, so did you get a flu shot? Uh, that's not my plan to do that. Have you? Yes. This year, this is the first year in about 12 years that I got a flu shot. I did. Yeah. Um, so, but then are you going to get the COVID test or the COVID vaccine? I haven't planned to at this point. I haven't never had a flu shot. And uh, just uh, don't anticipate getting the vaccine. Again, if, if 99.5% of the people s- survive this thing, I, quite frankly, I think we're back to meditation. If you just take some time to relax and appreciate all the things that you have in life, that in and of itself is better than wearing a mask. <laughs> you know, in other words, uh, keep, keep your immune system in good shape. Well, and if everybody else is getting the shot, maybe we don't have to. <laughs> There you go, Boo. Hey, listen, I always thank you so much for bringing up the topics today. It was fun to talk about. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining us, and Happy New Year. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy New Year to you, and I recommend everybody start some form of a meditation and a moment of gratitude. Isn't that great? Thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you or a family member suffer from chronic pain in your knees, hips, or shoulders? Joint pain can be a nagging and serious problem requiring expert and compassionate care. I know I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. Until 2006, I was suffering debilitating pain and deformity in my knees. I couldn't enjoy biking or golf or even sleep without chronic pain as a constant companion. Thanks to Dr. George Markovich and the professional staff at the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, my pain is gone, and I'm back to doing the activities I enjoy with no pain. I have a lifestyle I can only imagine. Imagine prior to knee surgery, and you can too. Call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. They will thoroughly evaluate your condition, provide personalized, state-of-the-art treatment, and help you relieve your pain and get back to your active lifestyle. At the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, your care will be professionally managed through every phase of your recovery. For an initial consultation, call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, located off Tammy Amy Trail in Bonita Springs, at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can get tickets now by visiting gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with my wife, Linda. She writes greetings from Paradise, and by popular demand, we're going to have her on the show, and we'll be talking about what's happening here on the Paradise Coast as, around, as well as around the country. Right now, we have with us Seton Motley. He is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and it's great to have you back on the show. Uh, thank before, you. Before we talk about your column, let's uh, tell us about Less Government. Well, we exist in a size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and uh, it's not looking great with the Biden, uh, the, the team Biden coming in. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I'm still holding out hope that that won't happen. Well, it's, 
it's uh, tomorrow's the day as far as that's concerned. I, you know, what hasn't yet happened in any court in the country is any judge looking at the evidence. Mm-hmm. Every case has been dismissed on procedural grounds, right. often exceedingly absurdly. Right. For example, the, the, the ruling on the Pennsylvania case, led by uh, Texas Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton, um, was the ruling was only the state that just cheated is allowed to fix its cheating. Yeah. Which is like saying the only person who can prosecute a murderer is the murderer. Yeah. Um, it, it, that was so absurd. Absurd. Because, you know, they don't, want to, they don't want to look political, and they don't want to look like they're deciding elections. Well, that's their job. That's yeah. your job in this instance, and you need to weigh in on that. And, and they, they, had to, they had to make a ruling that was so extraordinarily stupid uh, on its face to get, out, to get out from under having to do their job. Well, I, I, I agree with you, Seton. Everybody's kind of avoiding putting on their big boy pants and doing their job. I agree with that. On the other hand, I will say that I think this job actually falls in the hands as the responsibility of what's going to happen on January the 6th. Well, you hope so. Now, you know, from what I've seen from Mark Levin, who I trust explicitly on just on everything, and especially on constitutional matters in the weeds such as this, mm. is the voting is by state delegation. Right. So even though the the, the Democrats have a slim majority in the House, that doesn't that doesn't affect the, the state delegation tally. Right. The Republicans actually have a majority in that regard. Right. Um, this is where the Electoral College comes in again, because you know that you know Idaho with two Republican senators has you know that's their state delegation, even though their population mm-hmm. is relatively small compared to other states and most other states in the country. Um, so, yes, con- conceivably, if they adhere to the Constitution, what would happen is Trump would become president again, and then the left would go insane. Right. But I must say that uh, one of the, uh, I want to make this point. One of the things I really appreciate about President Donald Trump, uh, he just leaves it all on the field. Most Republicans now just take Mitt Romney. Okay, well, I, okay, they cheated, but I'm gonna, I'll quit. You know, they just fold. It, well, well uh, it's the dumbest thing in the world to say, well, let's get them next time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't because they've now proven they can cheat. Right. And they You'll can, never get them again. Right. So uh, the president, uh, and he said, look, if, if, I, if I lost the election, I can, you know, I'd concede, I'd walk away. He said, but I didn't lose it. I, didn't. I, I mean, it's, it's so absurd. You know, one of the points that Trump himself made a couple weeks or so ago was when you're watching the votes come in, it's a bunch. It's a long sloping line up and down for mm-hmm. each candidate, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, uh, but then at three in the morning, there's this giant spike in Pennsylvania, and yeah. you'll, that doesn't happen unless there's cheating going on. Yeah. And you know, the, the, you, you had Chuck Todd on Sunday arguing with Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, and saying there's zero evidence. There's a thousand, there's like a thousand sworn affidavits. I know. It's just, I mean, it's just, what do you, you know, you're just delusional. And again, that gets us back to oh, all the court cases were dismissed. None of the court cases looked at the evidence. That's right. Exactly right, Seton. So, I mean, to me, I like Ted Cruz's recommendation, which is, you know, conceivably they could just take a vote. Uh, they'd realize that uh, there's, they, they have contested states, then it'll go back to the, uh, the House and the Senate to go to make the decision, but we still don't have a review of the evidence that people can understand and believe. I want something's been gnawing at me a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Ted Cruz is now getting credit for leading this coalition of senators. Mm. Josh Hawley should get the lion's share of the credit. Absolutely, I agree. He with that. was the icebreaker. Right, the, the, the senator count was zero. Right, and Josh Hawley stepped forward. And and I look, I like Ted Cruz. Yeah, I actually dated an assistant attorney general when she was um, Texas uh, Texas assistant attorney general when Ted was uh, solicitor general. I watched her argue cases up the, the uh, food chain, and then Ted Cruz would take over at the Supreme Court, and Carla would hand him paperwork as the nine justices listened. You know, it's, it's fun to watch when your girlfriend's the uh, yeah exactly <laughs> the, the, the litigant. I but anyway. 
I've you know I've known him for a while, but he, you know he gets credit for coming out, you know getting this coalition together. But I think that coalition scrambled together after Josh Hawley stepped forward and said, "I'm number one. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the first on this." You know what? I totally agree with that. I think that's an important point, and you you may be aware that uh, his home was they were banging on his Antifa. Yeah, guys. they were they were trying to break into his house. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wonderful? And, you know, they're trying to blame the vandalism of on Pelosi's house on right wingers. It was left wingers that were that were violent, that were vandalizing her house. Yeah. Yes. You know the point I want to yeah, make is no, this: Holly stepped out in front and he took a bullet. Yeah. Poor Rand Paul. Rand Paul's been shot. He's been shot at. He's been had ribs broken in his yard by his crazy neighbor, <laughs> and he's not. You know, you wouldn't. You know, when you list the first five, you know, Trumpers that come to mind, he isn't really necessarily on the list, but he's been abused more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, I just appreciate him so much. And he's certainly not presidential material, in my opinion, but he is, a, he is just oh, great. outstanding. Oh, great. Outstanding. Yeah. I really appreciate He is a true libertarian, and I appreciate his stand in, in uh, the Senate and what he stands for. Just to... Yeah, I had had an opportunity to visit. I played golf with him actually down here when he was here visiting. So, oh, did you really? Yeah, it was just such an enjoyable time. And you know, uh, this was some other people, and uh, they all were trying to get on him. And please, I didn't, I didn't have him, I didn't take his time because I had him on the show, and so we had that visit. But he came up to me, he says, "Bob, yeah, tell me about you." And he just took a personal interest. I mean, he has that capacity, which most people in that position don't. Oh God! These people are drowning in Lake Mead to steal the line from uh, Pat Riley. Um, yeah, he's—I I met him once, um, very briefly. I, don't, I have no interactions with him. Uh, you know, I'm six five, so it was, his height was a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, um, he, he's on the smaller side. Yeah, but he's been a great—I mean, nothing, nothing causes him to waver in his—and I don't agree with everything he thinks. Right. But I don't question the integrity of anything he thinks. Absolutely. Seton, we, didn't, we haven't talked about your column, but this has been a bit of fantastic <laughs> well, conversation. I, I, can, I can sum it up in a couple sentences. Okay. Real quick, there was an article over, over my vacation. Um, the, Biden, the headline in the Hill was, Biden looks to get aggressive on regulations. And yeah. he's hiring all these swamp creatures yeah. to, that, are, that are all renowned in their resumes for getting really, really active in the executive branch agencies in regulating the private sector economy, which, of course, is antithetical to what Trump did and, and antithetical to economic success in this country. Right. Well, Seton, I tell you, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here in the show. Have you on in town? We can talk about anything. I just uh, I love your commentary. Thank you. Uh, Thank again, you, less gov- Happy New Year to you and everybody listening. Absolutely. Thank you, Seton. And lessgovernment.org is the website. L-E-S, lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with my lovely wife, Linda. She writes, uh, season, uh, greetings from paradise. All listed on my website, by the way. If you go to bobharden.com, you'll find Greetings from Paradise, all of her columns for the last year. So we'll visit with her. We'll see what's on her mind. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity maximize your tax deduction support your favorite charity and help a local child in need by calling naples auto donation center naples auto donation center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer just call nadc at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there you get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by nadc goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840 or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hey, I want to do a little shout out to Lulu Bee's Dine in the Green Tree Shopping Center. They do a great job for breakfast or lunch. And I hope you'll stop by. Great, uh, one of our advertisers. I appreciate them so much, and they do a great job of supporting St. Matthew's House. We have with us Linda Harden. That's right. She's my wife. We're just very grateful that she's coming on the show because she has a lot to say. Very interesting. She writes Greetings from Paradise, as I mentioned before the break. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about this morning? Well, you know, I just thought it, what you mentioned my Greetings from Paradise, and, and I haven't done it for a while because um, I, you know what? There's just so much negativity going on and whatever, and I just, I just, I can't do it. And plus, there's so much going on in the world. I just put that well, on the back burner. The other thing is, uh, you always your Greetings from Paradise is always positive, interesting, new stuff going on. And it's really, if you take a look at what's happening in the Paradise Coast, it's masked. <laughs> I mean, there's listen, we're fortunate to be here, but with this, the way people are reacting to the pandemic, not a lot of good things going on. No. So the um, thing that's on my mind today is, is what happened last night at Trump's rally, which mm. I thought was, was um, fascinating. Uh, this man... There's maybe 10, 20,000 people. I have no idea how it many was, people. It was packed. And, yeah. and oh, by the way, Joe Biden had a, had a, a rally. Did anybody show up? Well, no. I mean, it was just he can't draw flies. No, and and nobody watched. <laughs> nobody watched it. Yeah, he had two thousand people watching him, and the last count on one network alone, mm-hmm. um, right, right side broadcasting or right real whatever that is, um, had over four hundred thousand people watching Trump Watch. just on one that one network. Yeah, uh, which is so fascinating. But here, here he is uh, in Georgia fighting for Kelly Loeffler and and David Perdue, and. He tried to draw attention to Kelly Loeffler, who who said that she was going to vote against the Electoral College tomorrow, which was great. Uh, but you know what was so amazing about last night was that every time Trump brought up Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue, the crowd erupted with "Fight for Trump, fight for Trump." Yeah. They didn't say "Fight for Kelly, fight for David." It was all about "Fight for Trump." Well, I, this this election is so important. The senatorial election. Uh, if uh, one of them doesn't win, uh, it's going to be a sad slide into socialism, quite frankly. So there's a lot at stake right now what's happening in the country. This week is going to be historic, frankly. I mean, uh, but I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, first of all, that this process that uh, will be led by Michael Pence tomorrow will lead to uh, justice and lead to a, a rightful result, which would be this, the second term of President Donald Trump. And I'm hopeful that Georgians will stand up for freedom and uh, vote uh, both of these people, both of these candidates in. Although I must say, uh, this Loeffler, she's not very impressive. I mean, I no, she she's really weak, and and she got up to speak last night, and she needs to get in there. But um, just like we watched on Steve Bannon's uh, show last night, that young woman that is so remarkable, I can't even think of her name. The ones that lead, leading the march for Trump, she just said she's she's weak. Yeah. Um, and there, she just doesn't have a lot of substance. But anyway, uh, what, getting back to the rally last night, what Trump was adamant about, he says, what's good, different about the election tonight, or the election tomorrow, is that everybody's eyes are going to be on this one state. Mm-hmm. And to watch, keep your eyeballs open and key to what's going on. In, in every voting uh, arena that, that people go to today. And he brought up Stacey Abrams multiple times. And where is this? Why is this woman doing what she's doing? Yeah. Found out this morning, by the way, that she's, she's getting all of her monetary background from guess who? George, George Soros. Soros, I would imagine. So, you know, uh, my personal reaction, my mental map is uh, <laughs> she's the type of person that if she got in office, she would be power hungry. And she would simply try to centralize power. I just she scares me, quite frankly. Uh, I don't see her as being a, a follower of the Constitution. She is just power, lust for power is what I would suggest with Stacey, Stacey Abrams. And she's and she's you're right. And she's a real loose cannon. Yeah. I mean, she's she 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 won't she'll stop at nothing to get her her uh, agenda across. So what what really impressed me yesterday is we watched the interviews of a couple of people who are going to uh, the rally in Georgia. 
uh, to see the president. And uh, this woman drove from, I think it was Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, with her daughter. Then they're driving to South Carolina to pick up their other, her other daughter uh, from college, and they're driving up to Washington, D.C. for this event. Now, I'm going to just let our listeners know there's a website, wildprotest.com, wildprotest.com. President Trump said that, hey, this is going to be a wild event on January the 6th. Uh, that's an interesting use of terms. But anyhow, so it's wildprotest.com. There you'll find information on what's happening, when it's happening, where you can see all the things that you want to know about this rally. If you intend to go down to Washington, D.C., which, Linda, by the way, I wish we could. Uh, I do too, but but it's, I think it's going to be even... By the way, the, the mayor of D.C. has called out the National Guard when, when she wouldn't even bother to... Sh- when BLM was beating up the city, she wouldn't yeah. call the National Guard out for them. I, I must agree. I must say, though, that uh, I'm appreciative that she's done that, because while I'm suggest thinking that she probably thinks that there's going to be violence from the people that are attending the rally for Trump, that's not the case. They're happy people. But they, with the National Guard there, perhaps it'll limit the activity of Antifa and Black Lives Matter folks are going to be you know, trying to punch people and hit people and all that. Yeah, and for anybody who wants to watch this thing tomorrow, uh, it's going to be on um, One American News, I'm sure, and, and Newsmax. I don't know how much Fox is going to be uh, covering it since they've gone on the dark side and, and so so much of this stuff with regards to Trump. But um, the the first event starts at 9 a.m. Yeah. And, and at 11 a.m. is when... Um, Trump's going to speak, and then you know it's just a beautiful venue there. Uh, it's a, it's on the uh, ellipse. That's where you used to play baseball. That's games. right. When I played industrial league baseball, my games were at the ellipse, which was always scary for me because where there's no backstop <laughs> as a pitcher. But anyhow, uh, so it's a beautiful venue. The president's going to speak, and it's going to be a wonderful event. I think it's a great expression of support for the president. I think, uh, uh, and hopefully, this will be recognized by the senators and, and congressmen who have such an important decision to make on the 6th. There's so much that's going to be on, be going on between now and even Thursday, because I just read this morning that uh, Wisconsin is just about to decertify their votes. Wouldn't that be terrific? Wouldn't it be great if, in fact, at the last moment, the 11th hour, these states actually correct the errors they've made and uh, make the event, take the drama out of this entire process? And, you know, one one person I watch on, on social media is, is very interesting, because um, Lindenwood and, and a couple of people said, don't vote in Georgia, don't oh. vote in Georgia. But but you know what this one person uh, said? You have to vote because if you don't vote, we won't be able to uh, draw a shining light on the fraud that's out there. That's right. And you know, uh, Trump brought up last night too, um, with, with all the stuff that's going on, he brought up the Dominion voting system too, which I thought was very cool. Absolutely. Hey, but by the way, you brought up something which is really interesting, the the fact that uh, Fox News has really let us down and turned uh, uh, the night on the, of the election, turned against Trump. Uh, you know, all, you know, fair and balanced was always what it was. They always had other people on the show that were the other side. That was great on the uh, broadcast. But now they've they've turned. We don't watch Fox anymore. We don't. Uh, no, except for Tucker Carlson. Except for Tucker Carlson, I do watch uh, Fox Business uh, on another channel. But the point is this: there are some great networks out there. We watch uh, Greg Kelly. On uh, what is that one? Uh, Newsmax, Newsmax channel one 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 five on on Comcast, and One America News is really good. And I'll tell you, uh, Real America Voice mm. uh, is an app that you can you can download and get news all the time, and they are just spot on great. Yeah, so uh, there's some good news outlets right now, and uh, I don't think Fox realized we have alternatives. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing, and I'll I'll just I know you're winding down, but just to say this real quick. Fox used to be, quote-unquote, fair and balanced. And I think I mentioned to you yesterday that on Fox and Friends, I keep trying to give them a chance because they used to be a real Trump-supporting show. And yesterday morning, Brian Kilmeade, who I thought was one of the good guys, said, oh, well, the president says, oh, there's so much fraud, there's so much fraud. Well, we don't have any proof. We've not seen any evidence. Yet, Fox and Friends, nor the Fox during the day, will bring on anybody. Yeah like Rudy Giuliani or anybody, to show them the evidence. It is so blaringly biased now. It's just infuriating. Absolutely. Well, Linda Harden, again, greetings from paradise. I do look forward to the day, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to your next publication because it'll, it's always entertaining, number one. But number two, 
Uh, it'll mean that we have some good news going on that, for you to share. I just got an email from someone said, okay, where's your newsletter? We've been waiting long <laughs> enough, which is kind of nice. Yes. But. So Liz and I just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. All have right. a great day. All right. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tomorrow we're going to visit with Bob Levy, chairman of the Cato Institute. Andrew Joppa is a professor and author of Josephus of Oz, and Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of so many books, his latest, How Everything Happened, Including Us. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.